Hey, it's Chris here. Can I ask a quick favor of you? If you've picked up a copy of my book, Rise of the Youpreneur, and you can spare 60 seconds to drop a quick review up on Amazon, it would mean the world to me. I read every single one of them and they simply brighten my day every day. Plus, if you send me a copy of the review, you can just post it up on social and tag me at Chris Ducker or email me directly, chris at chrisducker.com. I'll send you a free gift that I know you're going to love and it's super useful as well, just as a way to say thank you for doing so. And if you've not got a copy of the book yet, what are you waiting for? Head over to youpreneur.com right now to grab your copy. Thanks for listening to this short message and let's get started with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 319 of Youpreneur FM. Yes, I'm your host, Chris Ducker. Thank you very much for being with me today. As always, yes, you're in the right place if you are a personal brand entrepreneur that wants to build a future-proof business based around your expertise, your personality, and the people that you want to serve. And today we're talking all about content, in terms of planning content, marketing content, publishing it on a consistent, regular basis to help you not only build your brand, but also build your business as well. It's one of the very, very first things that you should be thinking about going into 2019 when it comes to spreading your message as far and as wide as it possibly can go and attracting the right type of people into your ecosystem. It's a great call with my good friend Janet Murray, who is back on the show. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So this conversation with Janet is actually a lot different compared to the first one that we had with her when she was on the show a while back, where we were talking all about PR for your small business growth. Janet actually is a member of my Roundtable Mastermind group, and she has pivoted ridiculously over the last 12 months of working with me in regards to her messaging, her branding, her visual branding has improved immensely as well. And there's just so many other great things that she's focusing in on. And she's becoming quite well known for a couple of major new 
topics. Number one, audience building, and number two, content marketing. So I asked Janet to come on to the show today to really talk about how she, as someone who is a self-proclaimed unorganized, <laughs> kind of a, a squirrel-minded entrepreneur dazzled by all the shiny objects, just like so many of us, but how she's been able to turn those kind of almost negatives into positives, and now how she's affecting hundreds and hundreds of people's lives when it comes to the quality of the content that they're putting out, and more importantly, the consistency. It's a great conversation, and as you'll hear me say right out of the gate here, you really do need to grab a notepad and a pen because you genuinely are going to need it. Here is myself and Janet Murray talking all about how to get your content strategy and your planning set right as we go into the new year. So Janet, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. I love having you on this show. I think you look it's value bombs, isn't it? It's value bombs central. It's going to come your way, whether you like it or not. When Janet Murray's involved, you know that you're going to get a ton of takeaways. So you lot listening in, not only are you in for a treat, but I hope you got your notebooks ready because uh, we are going to break down. Here we go. Right at the end of the year, Janet's four-step plan to really knocking your content marketing strategy out of the park for 2019 and probably honestly just kind of like every year they're on you know annual quarterly weekly breaking things down even to daily and the reason why this has come about janet and i'm sure you won't mind me saying this you're not the most organized person (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to your own content right so um Talk us through where this kind of started. Where did this four-step plan, how was this born? Okay, so I'm often noted for being insanely productive. So in the years that I've been podcasting, I've been podcasting for three years. I, I've just got to 319 podcast episodes. Nice. I've published hundreds of blog posts. I'm really active on social media. So I, I put a lot of content out there. So people tend to see me as this really insanely productive, organized person. But actually, I'm, I'm quite a disorganized person. I find it really difficult to stay on task. I find it really difficult to follow plans. I, I just I always found that thing. I even find it difficult to be tidy as well. Like, you know, my mum and dad growing up, they, they really did get cross with me because I find it difficult to stay tidy. Mm. So I've had to come up with systems and processes and ways of doing things that kind of work with my crazy entrepreneurial brain. I think, I think we're all a little bit kind of, um, we're all a bit of risk aren't we as entrepreneurs we have these like great ideas we get really excited get carried away like we get ideas we just want to kind of put them into practice straight Mm. away and I'm no different probably worse than most people so I've had to develop these kind of systems and processes to help me um in order to produce content regularly and be consistent and show up all this good stuff that that helps you build your audience and a few years back actually there's another kind of part of the story really so my background is journalism as you know so I spent 18 years writing and editing the national newspaper like the, the Guardian and when you're a journalist you very much work to a diary schedule and the question you're always ask, asking yourself excuse me <coughs> I'm going to say that again <coughs> 
And the question that you're always asking yourself as a journalist is, why do people need to hear about this now? Mm. Because um, you don't go and publish anything just for the sake of it. It's It's got to be relevant. It's got to be timely. It's got to be newsy. So I've been used to working that way as well. As a journalist, we talk about things being on diary. So they're things that are scheduled. You know they're coming up and you know they're going to be happening. People are going to be talking about them. And then off diary is things that kind of spontaneous things that happen, things that come up. So that's the way that I've been used to be. To, to working over the years and so a few years ago I, I had this idea and I can't even remember how it came about but I thought how about I create some kind of diary that helps people to plan their content so I came up with this idea of a media diary it's got awareness days key dates that you can use to plan out your content for the for the coming year so I'm now in my third year of that diary but it also got me thinking about how you actually plan your content and, mm. and how you put your your content together. And it, it got me to start thinking about how I could help other people to do that. So I started running an event. So I've just run a two day event in London called Content Live. So that's all about how to plan your content for the coming year. And I've just recently also uh, published a content planning toolkit. So it's called 2019 Sorted. And it's an online toolkit for entrepreneurs and creatives. And I actually say on the sales page, this is for you if you're kind of like disorganized, <laughs> overwhelmed. Right. Someone who it really hard to do content planning so you can just literally get it done in a couple of hours because I think a lot of entrepreneurs like me we have quite short attention spans and if anything takes us anything longer than a couple of hours we just can't kind of we just can't stick with it so it's about no. getting in yeah and we're busy. We're, we're busy yeah, people we're busy. as well. Let's yeah. not forget that, right? Yeah. And, and it's like we want to, you know, we want to get as much done as we possibly can in as short as amount of time. Time is our most valuable commodity, as we all know. So getting anything done in an hour, two hours, three hours max, you know, taking the morning out to do this or that, I think that's gold right there for anybody that's really kind of not only pushed for time but wanting to become super productive as well. Exactly, yeah. So – do you want me to walk you through this? Well, yeah, let's process? let's talk about it. So you, you start off with the big plan, right, with the annual plan, and you kind of map out your your story, your kind of business story for the next year. Then you're breaking it down into quarterly. So we've got, what, three-month, 90-day cycles, then weekly, yeah. and then obviously down to daily and really planning out exactly what is going live, where and when each day. So, yeah, let's do that. Um I will, you know, I'm just going to hand it over to you. The, the, you know, quarters <laughs> in session, Judge Murray presiding. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that I suggest you do, and it's the easiest thing, but also the hardest to, thing to do at the same time, is, and I've got pro formers and, and uh, printables that you can use for this as well. And it's also in my media diary as well. But it's, it's to actually just look at the four quarters of your year. So I imagine it almost like, you know, you're like a a videographer and you're starting off with like a wide shot basically so you just take that wide shot to start with and so you just you either map this out on a piece of paper you can use it on my downloads if you like but you've got quarter one quarter two quarter three quarter four and what you do is you just literally think okay what are the three or four things that are happening in my business that are really important in each of those quarters so chris i'm going to put you on the spot now mm. what, what's happening for you that's really important in quarter one have you got any launches coming up any places you're going to be speaking anything that's happening that's kind of key for your business uh, and sure yeah so quarter one is um march i'm going to be holding our first u.s roundtable retreat which is very exciting i'm going to be also um running a 90 minute extended workshop with social media marketing world in san diego but even before that the main focus for us 
us is cleaning up and rebuilding our intro funnels for the Youpreneur Academy. So we really want to grow the Youpreneur Academy membership going into next year and, and, and obviously every year thereafter. So we're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money cleaning up that funnel, really tweaking it and making sure that conversions are as high as possible. Okay, fab. And what about what about Q four? I love that you just said fab. I just want to put that in there. It's so <laughs> we're, here we are, a couple of British people talking about fab things. I love it. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Quarter two, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I think quarter two is going to be focused more on our digital products. So even in our own ecosystem, here we are teaching our clients, our students, our ecosystem people uh, at Youpreneur about how to build their own Youpreneurial ecosystem. We have gaps as well. And one of our big gaps is, is honestly um, – it's digital product. We don't have a lot of digital product, a lot of digital courses and things like that. So that's certainly going to be uh, the focus for us for quarter two. Fab. Okay. And I've said, just said fab again, haven't Love I? It. <laughs> okay. And quarter four, I know it's going to be the Youpreneur update. So you've already got that on the diary. You've already sold tickets to it, haven't you? So, so you've got that kind of picture across the year. Now, what's really interesting about this is, so I just ran a live event for two days called Content Live. And I actually, in the, in the, in this live event, I, I walk people through how to do their planning process. And what's really surprising is how many people said to me, well, I can't do this because I don't know what's going to be happening in my business. So I don't know what I'm right. going to be doing in July or August. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in November, or December. So how can I do this? So you can imagine what I said to them, can't you? Like, you know, if, if you don't know what you're going to be doing in your business, then it's not a content problem you've got. If you're struggling with your content strategy, <laughs> exactly. if you right. can't actually say three or four things that you're doing in each quarter of the year, things that you think you're going to be launching, things that you, you know, you, you mentioned social media marketing world, um, events that you're running, even events that you're attending, or shows you're exhibiting at, whatever it is that you do. If you can't think now what those three or four things are that you're going to be focusing on for those each of those quarters, then your problem is a business strategy problem. It's not a content problem. So mm, you need to address mm. that first. So that's why I get people to do this first is actually what are the three or four key things you're going to be launching? Uh, what's going to be going on? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, why do we create content? We create content because we want to sell our products and services, don't we? So if we don't know what we're going to be selling, when we're going to be selling it, what our focus is going to be, we can't even begin to think about what our what our focus is. So that's the, the big picture. Does that kind of make sense? That's the very first thing to do. Does totally. I love it. That makes total sense. Okay. So next up, next step, quarterly. So next up is quarterly. Now I, I believe, and I would suggest, I, I imagine you probably agree with me on this, that it's much better, less is more. So it's much better to create like one piece of content a week, one really high quality piece of content and repurpose the hell out of it mm -hmm. rather than try and create everything and do everything. Would you agree on that, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's really a case then of looking, uh, breaking each quarter down then into 12 weeks or each week might end up having 13 weeks. And just thinking about what are the key questions that your customers and clients are asking you all the time, but crucially, how do they link with what you want to sell. So for example, I'm going to be launching in February, I know I'm going to be launching my Build Your Audience program. So it's no good me suddenly 
rolling out a podcast episode and build your audience in March, you know, in March or something. I need to be thinking about that in January. I need to be getting people to, to think about, you know, the problems that they're having around building their audience and putting out some podcast episodes because that's my main sort of type of content that I create, the blog posts or whatever. So it's just thinking about, you know, what is it that you're going to be launching? What's going to be important? What are you going to be selling? And then just thinking about 12 or 13 content ideas. So 12 blog posts or video ideas or whatever. So it's that simple. And again, at my, my event content live, it's really interesting. So I asked my audience, I said, okay, can you put your hand up if you think you can think of 12 questions that your customers or clients ask you uh, every day, every week? And only about 10 people put their hands up. And I was mm. like, what? Come on. Mm. Um, so I actually invited my events manager, Lisa, up onto the stage. And poor woman, she was absolutely mortified because she's not somebody who likes public <laughs> speaking. <laughs> and I said to her, okay, we're, we're putting this event on now. Can you come up with, you know, 12 to 15 questions that we've been asked about this event? And she was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, how, how do I get to the event? Where are the local hotels? Like, how do I, um, is there someone to store my suitcase? You know, before we knew it, we had a whole list of like, you know, things that people were asking, not just about the event specifically, but what they were going to get out of it. And, you know, should they come if they were this type of business? Would it be suitable? You know, so we had a whole list of questions. And so I think often we can overcomplicate it if we just mm-hmm. think, okay, what key questions people ask us about our products and services, about, you know, some more generic questions they ask about the things that we teach. And, 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 and that's pretty much it. So it was really interesting. In my live event last week, I had a whole room full of people of which about 10 people said, oh, I think I could come up with 12 to 15 <laughs> ideas. And uh, then I set a timer. So I set a timer. And I would suggest you do this with your content plan as well. Not you personally, Chris, but, but listeners. Um, I set a timer for seven minutes. And I just said, okay, right, write me a list of 15 questions that your customers and clients ask you and uh, you know, that are relevant to that particular quarter every single person in the room had a list of blog posts like you know or videos or whatever it is that they they wanted to create so does that kind of make sense as your your second step love it yeah this is great let's keep going okay um and just to give you a few examples actually one of the one of the ladies that was in my session the other day she uh she's called debbie humphreys and her business is red hound for dogs she makes coats for dogs right so uh she was like oh i'm really really stunned and i was like okay well in january there's going to be you know people who've got uh, new whippets that they've got for Christmas. So you could create some content on, you know, uh, how do I train my new whippet? Like what equipment do I need for my new, my new whippet? Uh, what are the best dog treats for whippets or whatever? Should I go to Crufts? Should I, is it worth me going to Crufts? That kind of thing, the, the big sort of dog show in, mm-hmm, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we got a bit more specific and we were looking at things like, you know, how do I measure up my, you know, my dog for one of your dog coats, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's just a few sort of examples for you. So easy to come up with that list of you know, 12 to 15 blog post ideas for each of the quarters. The other thing I'd say as well is um, start with video. So if you if you can start with video, then you can obviously strip out the uh, audio. You can turn that into podcasts. You can turn that into little teasers like you do these for your show as well, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris, you have little podcast trailers. I do it for my podcast as well. Um, then you can get the transcript. You can turn that into a yeah, blog Yeah, let's break post. that down for a second. I, I, yeah. I think it's really, yeah. really important to note on the importance of repurposing. There are way too many people out there that are full on spinning their wheels for no good reason at all. And I want to try and get people to stop doing that going into 2019. I really believe that you should use more of what you've already got to get more of what you want 
right? Um, and Take like you say, you start with video and then you can break it down into so many. And obviously our good friend Amy was has been on the show talking about this before. Um, and, you know, she's incredible. I mean, she's the girl, you know, content10x.com for you guys tuning in. Go check out her stuff. But, I mean, I believe that um, – I believe this is a major issue because a lot of people are creating way more work for themselves by simply just not using what they've got in different ways. Definitely, yeah. And I demonstrated at this event I was running last week, I I just demonstrated to people how they could take that one core piece of content, so that one cornerstone piece of content, the video that they've created, mm. and to 12 pieces of content. And it literally was just that. Take the video, take out the audio turn that into a podcast or a piece of audio to put on your website, turn the transcript into a blog post, take some of the key quotes out of the transcript and turn them into nice attractive looking quote cards that you put on social media, take some of your killer quotes from your audio, turn them into podcast trailers, and you can just go on and on. And that's really leads us nicely into the weekly content, actually. See how we did that? See, that that was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was seamless. It was like like we planned it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so then you've got your weekly content. So if you've managed to turn your one YouTube video that you've created or your one podcast, however you've, you've chosen to do it, and, and, and you've, you've been able to break that down, then you can just spread that across the week and you've got all of your weekly content. And of course, you're backing all of this up anyway. This is all stacking up in the background. So mm. are you smart queue to do this for my Twitter, for example? But you can then have that all sort of... Um, you can have it all loaded up into your um, automation, whatever tool you use for your automation, and you can have that tweeted out or Facebooked out at regular intervals or whatever. So you're reusing and repurposing that content anyway. But essentially, from that one piece of cornerstone content you're creating each week, you've got your weekly content anyway. So, you know, you don't need to do anything else. Does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Takes the next step. Yeah. So the next step is the is the daily content. And, of course, we've pretty much already already covered that um I, I i might go what i do with mine is i do a lot of repurposing and recycling so in my media diary <laughs> just just throw it in there but in my media diary we've actually got daily planning sheets so we'd look at um so so you can actually sort of write down what you're going to post on instagram each day what you're going to post on facebook each day what you're going to post on linkedin or whatever platforms that you're using but i would be reusing and recycling it so if you've created a nice kind of facebook post to use to promote your new podcast episode or whatever Mm -hmm. then i would just recycle that maybe tweak it slightly and then put that out on linkedin on a thursday or Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. instagram post that you've created uh, tweak it ever so slightly and put that on facebook on another day so again it's not about creating new all the time it's just about making little tweaks i often i mean sometimes i even put the same content out across the the same different platforms on the same day and it, you know it, it works absolutely fine i don't think anyone's ever come back to me and said oh i've just seen that somewhere else because you've obviously got different audiences on different platforms but i you? will say and i want to comment on this as well janet has a great podcast if you guys are not tuning in you must check out her weekly show as well and i will say that you are so not just consistent on the actual creation of the content and the publishing of the content, but you are so consistent on the marketing 
of the content. And I think this is where so many people um, fail. There's, they lose, plain and simple, because they get they, they, they just expect to be able to publish the content and that thousands of people are going to come and find it automatically. It doesn't work like that, as we know. But um, this is where so many people just drop the ball. They've done all this hard work. They've created all this original, high, you know, highly valuable content to help people, but then they're not helping people find it. But you are extremely consistent on all of the social platforms, using those platforms for what you should be utilizing them for. And that is obviously getting more people back to your home, right? Your website, your podcast, yeah. your YouTube videos, whatever the case may be. So yeah. I, I think that's a big key point there. And I love the way that daily, from a daily perspective, you are breaking what time, what social media platform am I, you know, am I using this? Am I just tweeting something very quickly? Am I using a video? Is it an image? You know, is it a quote, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's, it pays to be about as organized as you possibly can get, which is why I think, and this is probably the biggest part of your media diary that I love. Um, and I can't wait to get this year's copy. Are you set? Have you sent it already? No, they go out today. <laughs> See, I'll bring you on the spot one of there. The first people to get it. <laughs> good, good, good. I can't wait to get it. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm going to be giving it to my team who are going to be utilizing it all year long. I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. But I think the daily element, the daily element for me is probably where the gold is in my mind yeah. because it keeps you on track. Yeah, and there's a couple of things I'd add to it. I mean, I would say, especially for entrepreneurs and creatives who have these kind of crazy minds like me, I would say sort of plan in 90-day cycles. So so I wouldn't suggest you sit down and do the whole year unless your brain, you know, is, is you can focus really hard. But actually maybe, you know, do your annual, then do your quarterly. So maybe you've got your list of, you know, for each quarter, you've got your list of potential blog posts. And, it, you know, it might need to be, I, I don't know about you, but I'm always tweaking my content calendar and moving things around slightly. And um, and then sort of just schedule in regular time. So, you know, every week for half an hour, so you're going to go back in, just have a look at your schedule and, mm. and then maybe sort of go in a little bit deeper for your daily stuff. And also, I think it's worth adding that we are a little bit different, you know, and I think um, depending on your personality and your work patterns, you know, you're going to find a sort of rhythm that works for you. But I I think for me the key thing is the annual planning mm. and the quarterly planning just the fact that you could sit down I mean a few people came out of my event the other day and they were like well thank you I now have like 60 blog post ideas I have my whole year's blog post ideas or video ideas whatever all planned out that doesn't mean to say you have to stick with every one of them no, no, and no, you're going to use every one of them yeah. but what a relief that is to know that you've got those ideas and you've got them roughly scheduled in and you can move things around you know I find sometimes things come up sometimes I get an opportunity for a great podcast interview and and I move things around a little bit it doesn't mean you have to kind of you know stick to it but there was there was something else that I wanted to say actually when you were talking about marketing the content because this is something I feel really passionate about and um and if it's okay, I'd love to sort of talk a little bit about yeah, how you actually it. get to engage with your content. So one thing that I've been talking to my clients about a lot is these sort of four, four, four types of content you should be creating regularly or posting regularly, particularly on social media to get people to engage. Because like you say, there's one thing in terms of kind of like you've created a new podcast episode or a blog post, it's one thing posting it on social media, but actually getting people to interact with you and have a conversation with you about it is, is another thing. So I've developed a few little 
tips and tricks to, to get people to engage with my content, which means obviously that, you know, more people are likely to listen to the podcast or read the blog post or whatever. Um, so there's, if I've got time, I'll just run through them. If it's okay, I can do it quite quick. But yeah, go ahead. The yeah, first yeah. type is, 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 is what I generally call, I need to know this content. So most of my content is, I need to know this content. So this is basically when you create that, that blog post. So for example, recently, one of my podcast episodes was um, how to generate passive income. So you can, I'm sure you can agree that that's the kind of um, podcast episode that lots of people are going to be interested. They're going to find that a really good subject. But if I just post that on Facebook, if I just go onto Instagram and say, hey, listen to my new podcast episode on how to generate passive income, I'm just going to get crickets, aren't I? So I've developed a few techniques that I use to, to get people to engage with it. So what I do first is I, I get people to almost get people to pre-qualify themselves as listeners to that particular podcast episode. So mm-hmm. I've got a big Facebook group, which has got 12 and a half thousand people in it. So instead of saying, hey, listen to my new podcast episode, we go in and we ask a question. So we say, are you interested in generating passive income for your business or something like that? Yes or no. Or we give people a few options. And the people who self-qualify themselves as as being interested in that topic, we actually give them the link to the podcast, which is quite interesting because somebody once said to me, that's a bit spammy. I'm like, actually, it's the opposite of being spammy because these are people who've said, I am genuinely interested in the subject. So we give them the podcast episode link and they say, brilliant, fantastic. I can't wait to listen to that. And um, so that's really great. It does take a little bit more time. And I do have to have people in my team to help me do that because we do it on Facebook. We do it on Instagram. We do it on LinkedIn as well. But I'd rather spend a little bit of extra time and resource getting that podcast episode into the hands of people who actually want to listen to it and to get that buzz and that conversation going about my podcast episode rather than just post it and get crickets and get no interaction whatsoever we do another thing with instagram stories where you've probably seen me do this chris but we ask a question so we would say are you interested in we do a poll are you interested in in generating passive income for your business and then mm. of course 90 percent people say yes so of course people are already interested in that topic so then we go on to post the uh, listen to my latest podcast episode the links in the bio but we get that interest first and we found that we get much better engagement and conversation going about the the content so that's the first type of content does that kind of make sense absolutely I need to know this content yeah Okay, the second second type of content is my favorite. I love doing this. Um, I, I know about this content. So this is, do you remember at Youpreneur Summit, you, you, you posted up that picture of me in, in a dress. So when mm. I was speaking at Youpreneur Summit last year, I had a, a very real problem where I couldn't decide whether to wear the pink dress or the blue dress. So I literally snapped myself. I wanted to be talking to people about the fact I was speaking at the Youpreneur Summit, but I knew that if I just posted and said, oh, I'm speaking at the Youpreneur Summit, then people would just be like, yeah, so what? So instead, I posted a picture of myself in a pink dress or a blue dress and said which one do you think I should wear it got hundreds and hundreds of comments across all of my social media platforms hundreds and hundreds of views hundreds of thousands of views um it it, it pops up every so often like you spoke about it you I used it in my recent talk in the tribe conference over at Nashville it keeps popping up people have used it in their presentations <laughs> that one photo that took me about like five minutes to put together has got so much engagement so I do this kind of thing a lot with our media diary instead of just telling people about the media diary we got people to vote on covers so we put out four cover designs which one do you like the best which one would you like us to make so it's it's easy for people they don't need any special qualifications or experience it's easy to say I like that design or that sure. design or I like the pink dress or the boot you know that sort of thing so and I everyone's got that an I opinion right 
Yeah, and you're not going to look stupid, are you? Like, you can't look stupid saying red or pink, can you? Or, or no. blue or pink, or whatever, I don't know. Um, and But people get, you know, it's so easy. The easier you can make it, yes or no, agree, disagree. I know about this content, so easy. The other type of content I do is this is what I think. So this is when I might talk about what I think about a particular issue. So you have to be quite confident in your opinions for this mm. one. But um, for example, when I was speaking at an event, um, one of the speaker's wives came up to me and said, ah, are you one of the speaker's wives? <laughs> Which is quite an interesting moment because um, I didn't want to kind of say, part of me didn't want to say like, actually, I'm one of the speakers because I didn't want to embarrass her. But the other part of me was like, you're assuming just because I'm a woman that, that I'm not a speaker. And so, so those sort of things, sharing those kind of stories where you think people are going to have an opinion. So I used that as a piece of LinkedIn content where I talked about how sometimes it can be difficult to get taken seriously as a as a, a female speaker. And I got people to, to give their opinions as well. So mm-hmm. things that happen to you, so things that you think other people are going to have an opinion on, they can be great pieces of social media content. And again, it's not I'm not just posting it for the sake of it. I'm a speaker. I want people to know that I'm a speaker. So any conversation, any opinion I can offer around that is going to be helpful. So that's the third type. So this is what I think. And the last type is I know how this, I know how that feels. And I've got a really nice example for one of my clients here. So I've got this client called Jennifer Hamley, and she's a handbag and accessory designer. And she, she, she on the face of it, she's a very attractive looking lady, beautiful, quite, quite, um, quite high ticket bags that she was selling, but she mm-hmm. had this kind of secret that she felt was holding her back and it was that she didn't have a home so she was selling these high quality high-end handbags but she was actually sofa surfing staying with friends house sitting that kind of thing and she felt like she needed to keep that from her audience but one day she decided to go onto her facebook page and to share that story with my encouragement of course share that story and tell people what was really going on for her she got hundreds of comments she got tons of engagement and since then guess what's happened to the sales for handbags chris uh, let me guess for a sec have they um done very well perhaps they've done very very well <laughs> so i call that kind of content i know how that feels so it's not just about scheduling and posting the content this is why i'm sharing it it's also thinking about how can i get people to engage how can i get people to get in a conversation with me about my content so i'd also urge you as well as doing the planning bit is also just to think about your strategies for getting people to engage so i hope that's that's helpful but i find when i share those four things people go off and they're like great four things i think i can do that so i thought that might be helpful to add i love it it's great and i think that you know the the big thing here is that i mean I guess some people could say that there's a right and a wrong way to do content, I think. But ultimately, at the very incubus of what we're all about in terms of content creators and generators, publishers, um, it takes me back to a conversation that I had with my good friend Jay Bear probably close to maybe six, seven years ago now. And I remember him saying to me that the future of small business marketing is thinking like a media company and not just like a small company. And it really got me thinking about sort of particularly with rich media like podcasting, you, you know, YouTube videos, and, and now obviously we've got live streaming that we didn't even have that when we had that conversation. Um, and, and it's like I think it's incredibly important, particularly for personal brand entrepreneurs, the people who listen to this show week in, week out, to understand that if you have that media company mindset where you have to plan your content, 
you can't, yeah, every now and then something's going to pop up and you want to be newsworthy. You want to jump on something. Uh, another good friend, David Merman Scott calls that news jacking, right? Where he kind of, you jump on, a, on, on something that is very relevant. Like that's great, but it's not going to happen every single week. And therefore the planning side of it, I think, is incredibly powerful. And I think that's one of the reasons why your diary uh, it works so well every year. And it is a very, uh, and I'm sure you won't mind me mentioning because you've, you've done so many times on social. Janet is a member of my Roundtable Mastermind and we've worked on this over the last year in terms of her branding and how powerful that's become for her. But this media diary was very much part of the ecosystem before you joined the Roundtable. But it's now so even growing with additional bits and pieces is attached to it like you know there's the there's the uh, the content planning club attached to it now and these live events that you're doing and everything i just want to say i'm very proud of you i, I think you've had an incredible year and you are genuinely leading the way with what you're doing and helping people get on top of their content amongst other things oh thank you that's really nice of you to say there was one thing i wanted to add actually about the um when you talked about what jay bear said about the um about the approach to content. But I think that's why I work the way I do because I'm a journalist. So I treat my content like a magazine. So mm. I, I don't think about it as individual pieces of content. I treat all of my content like I'm the editor of a magazine, like I'm a journalist. And that's what that's that's something I advise my clients to do as well. But on the other note, yeah, I mean, it's been brilliant to be part of the Mastermind and to be working with you, Chris, and to work with an incredible group of business owners. We've got together in person, haven't we, three times a year. Yeah. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be with you again next year which I'm really excited about. And I, I feel like I've done a lot in a very short amount of time because <laughs> um, I am quite an action taker. But I feel that having the support of you and the rest of the group, like hand on heart, it has been amazing in terms of helping me to, you know, I'm an action taker anyway, but yeah. having that accountability yeah. and having that or, you know, it, it's been brilliant. So yeah. thank you. No, no, no. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you as part of the of the group and I'm looking forward to next year. We, we're just getting started, baby. That's the whole thing. That's what it's about. <laughs> All right. Okay. So for you guys tuning in, we're going to have links to Janet's diary, to everything else that we've discussed, um, probably other bits and pieces, just to kind of give you a good list of resources as well. I'm sure Janet can knock that together and get it through to me pretty quickly. Um, show notes, youpreneur.com forward slash 319. That's 319. Janet, a pleasure to have you back on the show. It's been about, I'm going to say it's been about a hundred and 50 episodes since you have been on. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was a little overdue, I feel. I feel it was a little overdue. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's a very British thing to say, but thank you for having me. <laughs> we are very British, and we say things like fab. <laughs> it's fab, everybody. And very and very swish. Very fab and very swish. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. It's great to have you with me. As always, I will be back at you again next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Until then, take great care. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. 
For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.